This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. All right, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Man, there's a lot going on. Busy, busy day. We've got uh, U.S. Senator Mike Lee from the great state of Utah coming up at the bottom of the hour. He's a great mind. He's a great constitutional mind. He's written a book called Save Nine, and uh, it's about the Supreme Court. We've got nine justices. How long has that been in place? Why is it in the Constitution how many justices there will be? Um, and why is it that when Joe Biden was asked on the campaign trail if he would pack the court, did he refuse to answer the question? And now, of course, because of guns or Roe v. Wade, now we're hearing out of uh, Congress, you're hearing these radical leftists saying, we'll just pack the court. We don't care. We'll just pack the court. And the number that you keep hearing is they'd like to have 15. So if you've got nine now, that would be adding six more very liberal justices to the Supreme Court. Think about that. Then it would be 10 to, to five or 10 to, yeah, 10 to five where they would win every single case. Right now it's five to four where the conservatives, generally speaking, are winning. It should be six, three, but John Roberts is kind of a wuss. So we've got him on to talk about that and much, much more. Plus our number three is going to be Tony Gonzalez. Glad that you joined us on a Monday. It's Motown Monday. What's going on, Pinstripe? Hello. Is that a new shirt? I don't think I've seen that shirt. Uh, it is, as a matter of fact. For me, as a Yankee fan, that brings back fond memories. <laughs> okay. Is it a Yankee shirt? No, it is not. I got actually. you a ball cap. You look like a ball player. No, I think, I think I'm good. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy with it, though. Appreciate you. That's Polo. This would be Samantha, Sam. Boo-doo. Blah, blah, blah. It's always interesting having these months that we've decided to name after different issues and causes and walks of life. It's very odd to me. You know, I get Columbus Day as an American of Italian descent. And they're even trying to get rid of that for Indigenous Peoples Day or something. It's all very strange to me, to be honest. You gotta love some Motown Monday, though. Hi, great to have you. I I do want to break down what we're being forced to recognize uh, in our society today. I think it's just in the United States. I don't think this is anywhere else. I could be wrong. The, The entire globe might be doing it, but let's focus on our country. For some reason, it's no longer June. It's no longer the first month of summer. It's no longer, you know, when many kids around the country get out of school. Oh, no, no, no. It's Pride Month. 
And I'm not really sure when that was established or who has to sign off. I'm not sure what the body is, the agency is, the administration is that says, yes, we shall deem it Pride Month. No idea. I have no clue how that works. But for some reason, it's on all social media. And you might think to yourself, well, get off social media, Pags. You don't have to see all that stuff. Listen, that's not a bad point that you're making. Except Burger King is celebrating Pride Month with weird things that they're doing with the, the buns on their sandwiches. I'm not even kidding. And then you've got, uh, also, you've got the situation with Taco Bell's doing some pride for you. You got you got all sorts, Pizza Hut's doing some pride. I, I don't know, pride pizza, pride tacos, pride burgers. I'm not sure what that means. Um, it's weird. When you see advertisements for big businesses, very famous businesses, they've got signs up and complete departments in their stores that say pride. This is the pride section. Well, what, I don't know what that means. And, and I don't know. Look, there are those who will watch this, whether as I'm doing it or later when I post this, who will say, wow, he's really a something phobe. He's a homophobe. He's a transphobe. I'm not afraid of anybody of any sexual orientation, of any gender ID they want to go by. That None of that bothers you. I don't care who you're sleeping with. I don't. I don't. I'm not trying to get in your bed. So that is not even on the table here. And I don't care whether you think that you're what you're not when you're talking about genders and all that. I honestly don't care. What I do care about is how pervasive it is and how omnipresent it is. Why do we have to push it on everybody who isn't part of that so-called community? Okay, let's just say LGBTQ. Let's just say that. Lesbian, bi, gay, I, I skipped the G, um, trans, and Q is either questioning or queer. I'm not sure which one it is. Okay, you're in that community. You comprise about 5% of the population. Oh, they're going to have a fit. He's only saying 5%. That's not true. All right, let's say 10%. It's not, but let's say it's 10%. 90% of us do not fit into this pride mold. Well, can't you be an ally? That's the argument. I don't want to be your ally to go sleep with people or to change your gender ID. It doesn't affect me. I don't care. Why do you need me to take part in this is the question I have. And you can't get a really solid answer. You're just called a phobe or you're just a a hater or you're shut down and you're not allowed to converse in public if you won't get in line with what it is we're saying. Now, let's just look at it from a business standpoint. You're Burger King, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, any number of outlets, stores, malls, departments, whatever, and you're all pushing pride. Is that going to sell more of your crap? I don't think so. Because, again, I'm not any of those letters, LGBTQ. I'm also not somebody who goes out of my way to say, let me be your ally as you try to sleep with people of the same gender or try to sleep with people of both genders or try to tell me that you're not the gender that you are. I'm not your ally. I'm also not your enemy. I'm not outwardly against you doing that because, as I said, I'm, I'm Switzerland. I don't care. Now, after you pass, and hopefully it'll be when you're 100 years older, older, and you meet the maker, then you'll have to answer some questions. I'm not the maker. I am here to tell you that that is abnormal, any one of those letters in that lifestyle, as per what is normal. And that's just dictionary definitions. So why do you need me to partake? And you might be yelling at your radio or your TV or your screen, and you say, I don't need you to partake. Well, that's a lie. That's BS. Any side I go to, there it is. 
Hell, Fortnite over, uh, up, updated overnight or over the weekend. The game, the one game I like to play, and it's a new character who's got a rainbow flag on her on her chest. I don't, I don't get it. Why? Yeah, little kids playing it. Well, wait a second. Maybe it is about little kids. Hmm. Maybe I answered my own question because in Dallas, Texas, of all places, this weekend, you had parents taking their four, five, six, seven-year-old children to a strip joint where they got to enjoy the simulation of sex and the twerking of men dressed as women. Oh, yes. And there are pictures and videos of these parents laughing, smiling, taking pictures with their cell phones because they want to spread it around to their, to their relatives, I guess. They were really, really proud or they were prideful of their little kids being indoctrinated that this is okay, that this is normal. The police were there, thankfully, right? Oh, no, no. The police were there to keep protesters away who were yelling, you know, Jesus loves you, or, you know, you should find Jesus, or this is child abuse. The police were stopping them from being heard. You figured the police would be there to arrest the parents for bringing their kids to a strip club or a club where men were dressed as women, and, I mean, they were wearing next to nothing, And there are some pictures that depict the children, four and five years old, putting dollar bills in the underwear of the guys. I guess I'm old school. I guess maybe I don't understand you crazy kids today and this modernity that we're all facing. Mm -mm. I guess I just don't understand. But I'll bet if I decided to take my seven-year-old daughter to a strip club to watch some women dance, or to give me a lap dance, I'm betting that would be something you'd be against. And I'd be against that, to be honest. I'm betting that's something that you would think should be arrestable for child abuse, child abandonment, aiding the mischief of a child. There's got to be a law that would come into play when you bring your kids. And I'm not talking to, listen, if they were 14, 15, I still have a problem with it. But at least they're fundamentally mind, body, and and everything more developed to where they have an understanding about, oh, this is wrong, I don't want to be here. These are little kids who are getting the okay from their parents, and in many cases, teachers, that this is just a part of normal upbringing. This is part of normal society, part of our normal American community, and it's not. Now, am I against men dressing like women and dancing around like idiots? No. I'm a First Amendment guy. Have at it. Have a good time. I'm against you abusing your kids. I'm against you giving your kids the idea that our value system includes men with all their parts wearing tight little skimpy underwear, dancing around like idiots while dressed up like women, and you having your kids put money in their in their garter belts or their underwear. I'm against that. So with Pride Month, are you proud of that? Is there a good argument to be made by anybody in the LGBTQ community? about why children should have to face that? Is there a reason why you think this is not only not only okay, it's good, and it's beneficial to their upbringing? It desensitizes them to nudity and to different options in life. Well, no, I, w- I don't want my kid to be des- desensitized to anything. I want him or her to be protected from the dredges of society. And as much as I believe that those who who dance and jiggle and gyrate, who pretend they're the other, the other gender, as much as I believe they have the right to do that, 
I also believe that they are a part of society I don't want my children to see. Just like I don't want them to see pornography. Just like I don't want them to have a, a subscription to Playboy. And I don't want them to go and see women dance half naked or watch sex shows somewhere. No, no. This is in the same genre. And it's not okay. And you should be really, really mad at this. Now, if you haven't seen these videos, I'm not going to show it. If you haven't seen these videos, they're easy to find on any social media site. If you haven't seen these pictures, they're easy to find. Just put in drag, dance, Dallas, and it probably would, would, would show right up on your Google. But this isn't okay. And we, at some point in our society, need to say what is good and what is bad. And when it comes to children, there's a different level and gradation of good and bad. Something that I, at 55 years old, can handle can really think through and make a decision to either be there and watch it or leave, that's different than a four, five, six, seven, eight-year-old kid who's brought there by mom and dad and told, this is going to be a fun Saturday. There's a big difference there. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, jailpags.com. Your thoughts when we come back. This is the Joe Pags Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you, Michael and his four brothers, the Jackson 5, Motown Records, early 70s. Hopefully you're having a great Monday, Motown Monday. Good to have you here. Thanks a lot. Let's uh, remind you about Omaha Steaks. Have you ordered yet? Omaha Steaks has a great package right now. It's called the Dads Want Steaks Package. It's good. It's good. It's actually great, but it's, it's in good time for Father's Day. We just got some of these. We've been eating Omaha Steaks every night. These are delicious. The bacon wrap filet mignons, I had two of them on Saturday. They're amazing. Got uh, the, the jumbo franks, which are amazing too. Air chilled boneless chicken breasts, hello. The apple tartlets, the caramel apple tartlets, I'm told they're to die for. I don't do sugar, but the entire family clamors to get them. That's what you get for just $99, 16 mouth-watering entrees. I'm talking about great stuff for the Dads Want Steaks package. And as a special gift, because you listen to my program, go to omahasteaks.com, keyword PAGS, and you're going to get eight free Omaha Steaks burgers with this package. These are great. You're getting eight free along with the Dads Want Steaks package. You got to listen, if you're not going to get this, I'm not really sure what you're talking about. And by the way, Dad doesn't get to eat all of it. You're going to be enjoying it as well. So go right now to omahasteaks.com, keyword PAGS, P-A-G-S, in the search bar. Click on search. Get this great deal on the Dad's Want Steaks package. Get eight free Omaha Steaks burgers, all that great stuff, four desserts, 16 entrees. Come on. omahasteaks.com, keyword PAGS. Click on search. Get that. Make it happen right now. Let me go to the phone lines. Your thoughts about these videos that went viral, these pictures that went viral 
of parents taking little boys and girls to go see drag dancers at a club and stuff money down their pants, and we're acting like this is normal. By the way, we opened the door just a crack by allowing drag queens in for drag story time. Why are we allowing men dressed as women in, in sexualized clothing to go into an elementary school classroom and read to kids? Why is that an okay thing? But nobody said much. You know, I complained a little bit. The others on the radio and TV complained a little bit. And then it just keeps on happening. How about you stand up for yourself, put your foot down and say, this isn't okay. And every parent that we see in these videos should be questioned by police and possibly face charges. Child endangerment. Child abuse. I mean, th- these are real charges because that's really what's going on. Let me go to the phone lines. Let me say hello and welcome to uh, Scott in Michigan. Scott, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe, how you doing this afternoon? Living the dream, my friend. What's up? Well, uh, I'm just like you, Joe. I'm a veteran, I'm a, and by taking the oath, I feel like i got to be a constitutional libertarian, so I don't care what you do. But I've said this to people that are my friends that are gay, looked them right in the face and said, you know, I don't care what you do with your life, just like you shouldn't care what I do with my life. And sometimes I say, you know, if you need me to approve of your lifestyle, If you need me to say, yeah, that's okay, and, you know, have it be commonplace and all that, maybe you're not quite so secure in your decision to be that way. Yeah, I don't think that's what it is. Scott, I appreciate you. Thank you for your service. Just to let everybody know, I'm not a veteran. My father was in the Air Force. I think that's what AJ was alluding to earlier. Um, And and by the way, I was almost in, in the Army Blues Band. I was very close to joining the Army, but I didn't. But I thank my dad and other veterans that I know and love uh, for going and doing what they did to allow me to talk on the radio like a big doofus like I do. Shush, Gary. Anyway. I don't know if I... Um, well, you always seem to agree with the doofus part. Mm, that's true. I was. Yes, Great but... shirt, by the way. I mean, that's not a cut down, is it? It's a compliment. <laughs> I, I love the Yankees. That's a compliment. This has nothing to do with baseball. Nothing. I don't know. Nothing I said for Yankees. me, for me, it, it's reminiscent of the Yankees that I love. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Okay. Just say it one time for me. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. There you go. Michael, going to need that. Anyway, so um, at the end of the day, what we have is not, I don't think it's really them saying, I don't believe I made the right decision unless the guy who just called in or Joe Pag says it's okay. I don't think they want my, my approval so they'll continue doing it. No, no. I think this is forced approval so that we can tell the next generation that it's normal or that it's usual or that it's commonplace, or that it's natural. I think that's what the game is here. And it's only by the radical people who run these glad organizations and like that. The everyday American who happens to be gay isn't doing this. Look at, look, look at Richard Grinnell, you know, the formerly of the Trump administration. He's out there every single day, and he's against this forced trans stuff. He's against little kids watching you know, people in drag dance. He's gay. You know, you, you could go, I, I had her on before, I think, uh, Ariel Scarlata. I think that's how she pronounced it. I'm not, I don't have it in front of me. But she's also gay. But she is out there against this radical agenda. So this is, this is not, I don't think this is them needing affirmation so that they know that what they decided was right. I think this is them trying to force society to say this is completely normal, completely natural for, for human beings. Let me go to Burton, Louisiana. One minute, Burton, it's all yours. Let's go. Hey, I just had a question on there. Most clubs like that, uh, sex clubs or strip clubs or whatever you want to call them, don't they have an age limit, like 18 years old? Yes. For those type clubs, they're usually checked at the door for, for their IDs. Yeah. 
You're right. And, and for some reason, well, maybe they did this and they just made it look like a club and it wasn't officially a club. Maybe that's how they got around it. But when I talked to, to, um, to, to the AG Paxton here in Texas, when I talked to Ken Paxton again, I'll ask him. Isn't there a law? Carrie, can you do me a favor during the break and look that up? I, I think that there is. You've got to be 21 if they serve alcohol mm-hmm. um, and, and probably 18 if they, because a lot of these will go juice bar so that you can be half naked. If they sell alcohol in some places, you can't, you can, I think you have to wear tassels and underwear or something, but at the, not that I go, I haven't gone since I was 18, but at the end of the day, um, there probably is a law that says you've got to be a certain age to go and see something that would be deemed an adult or a sex show. No. Uh, right now, it says the new Texas law, you have to be 21 to get into those okay. kind of clubs. Um, there you go. I'll keep looking. The, so, they, uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. So they probably went to something that's not officially denoted as a club, and I think that the law enforcement should go and check and see what the hell happened. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Thanks a lot for stopping by. I appreciate you taking the time. Really glad to have back Senator Mike Lee. He, of course, Republican in the great state of Utah. Mike, how are you? Good to see you. Doing great. Good to be with you as always, Joe. Uh, so we've got the, this argument about whether we're going to pack the court or not. You've got a great book about it that I want everybody to go and get. Um, uh, Save the Nine, or Saving Nine is what we're calling it. I want to go back to before Joe Biden became the president because the media was asking him about this. And the question was, are you planning to pack the court? And Mike, his answer was something that told us that he was going to. He said, I'm not going to answer you because then it could be used as ammunition against me. I mean, didn't he just tell us that he's going to try to pack the court? Yeah. I mean, th- that would have been the honorable thing to do, to just admit it. I took it as such. When he gave that answer, I was incredibly disturbed by it because, look, for all of my lifetime and uh, all of your t- lifetime, the lifetime of basically every American in existence today, court packing has been understood and accepted as a bad thing. Yeah. So when he didn't answer that question in the negative, immediately and reflexively, that was a warning sign. And it's one of the reasons why I wrote Saving Nine, because I, I started seeing this coming in slow motion by uh, early last year. I saw that the Supreme Court was likely to grant review in the Dobbs case. I saw that the left was freaking out about it and that if the court does anything that the left dislikes right now, they're going to try to delegitimize the court and ultimately pack it. As I explained in Saving Nine, that has lasting consequences. Whether the legislative attempt to pack the court succeeds or fails, it always ends up causing problems. It's Senator Mike Lee, Republican of the great state of Utah. His book is called Saving Nine. Go and get this book. It's really, really relevant right now. And I think it's been relevant since FDR was in office. I didn't know this. That was before my time and your time. Um, I always assumed that that nine justices was in the Constitution. And when I heard about packing the court, when I heard about FDR trying to pack the court, I looked it up. I was like, it's got to be in the Constitution. It's not. Um, the Constitution does form the Supreme Court, but it does not say how many justices. Mike, should we, should we have a constitutional convention and maybe add that? Why would we give anybody uh, who gets the, the big office and with the participation of the House and Senate, why would we give them the right to add to add justices? I don't get it. Well, we shouldn't. It is statutory. It is not constitutional. It probably should at this point be in the Constitution. It's been settled now for uh, more than a century and a half uh, since 1869. It's been settled at nine, but that is by statute. So this is perhaps the most harmful thing you could do to the Constitution that is not itself 
unconstitutional. It's just anti-constitutional. Well, it literally it's, it literally breaks the checks and balances, does it? Doesn't it? If the executive has the opportunity to change the makeup of the legislative, I mean, then we're screwed. I mean, how if I become the president and I decide I want thirty-seven, I can add thirty-seven. I'm not sure I understand why that's even available. You can add 37, and all you have to do is pass a simple statute, and that's why we probably should make it a constitutional protection. My colleague, Senator Ted Cruz from Texas, has introduced legislation to create such a constitutional amendment, and I'm a co-sponsor of that. I think that is a good idea. Unless or until that amendment or one like it passes, uh, we do have to protect and defend ourselves against the risk associated with court packing. And so uh, my book, Saving Nine, supplies you with all the arguments that you will need to, def- to defeat this, uh, this ill-fated effort, this uh, ill-conceived effort. But more than that, Saving Nine is a book that, if you read it, will help you win pretty much any political argument you get into these days because right. it addresses not just court packing, but the root causes of the problem, which involve federalism and separation of powers, our deviation from these structural protections that have made our constitutional system work are being weakened. We can strengthen them, and this strengthen those things. And this book explains how to do that. Great Senator fighting for our rights every day. It's Senator Mike Lee out of the great state of Utah. So let me ask about the, the pertinence of this book, Saving Nine, today. As I saw some member of the House, I don't even know, I think the guy was from New York, talking about if, if you don't do what we want, we will pack the court. Uh, we had Cicilline from Rhode Island saying, I don't give an S about your constitutional rights, or don't give me this BS about constitutional rights. Mike, they mean that. They don't care what the Constitution says when it comes to guns, which is actually a civil right, when it comes to abortion that does not appear in the Constitution anywhere. These people are serious. We will add six more justices. We'll make it 15 or maybe even more than that. And what we'll do is we will override every single one of these rights you think you have. They're not playing games. Does the average American understand how serious this is? I I fear not. And, and, you know, the last time this was attempted by the Democratic Party back in 1937, like I say, it it failed legislatively, but it still left a mark. It intimidated the Supreme Court of the United States into adopting a different kind of jurisprudence, reinterpreting the Constitution to give Congress more power and more power to federal bureaucrats ultimately. It left a lasting mark, and that's why we can't let it happen again. But one of the things that we don't have today that we had then, back in 1937, we were able to defeat it in part because most Democrats in Congress ultimately couldn't get on board with it. They didn't like what FDR was doing with packing the Supreme Court. Even though they they knew he was their president from their party, they couldn't go along with it because they knew it was wrong. But you don't see that loyal opposition from within the Democratic ranks in Congress today. You see this uniform chorus ready to applaud and ready to make this happen. And that's why we have to stop it now. We have to stop it by informing people. That's why I want everybody to go out and buy this book. And uh, if you buy just one, just make sure you let all your friends and neighbors read your copy after you do it. Because people need to be armed with the facts about how dangerous this truly is. Or or, or buy five or six. You don't have to just buy one. Go ahead and buy a box of them. Buy a box of them, exactly. I can get you a good deal at a, at a, at a bulk rate. Uh, but the important thing is for as many people to read this book as possible because they need to be armed with the facts. Once they're aware of the truth, uh, they'll be able to help us solve this problem to stop it dead in its tracks. Otherwise, this problem will stop us and will destroy liberty. It's Senator Mike Lee. I want to talk about a couple of hot topics today. When you saw the, the, the draft opinion released, 
Uh, and that person should be prosecuted easily. That, that's that's an open and closed case. I mean, they, they literally are, are releasing things illegally uh, to subvert or to intimidate the Supreme Court justices. I think that's easy. But having said that, when that draft opinion was out about Roe v. Wade, is it your opinion like it is mine that the Supreme Court should have the next day just released the actual opinion? Why wait? I mean, it, it, if, they, uh, if they opine something different, Mike, than what came out in that draft opinion, it'll look like the left won through intimidation. Absolutely, Joe. I couldn't agree with you more. Now, it's it's their call to make. Uh, it's not my job to tell them how to run their branch. But if they were listening to me, I would have told them, issue an opinion before the sun goes down the next day. Yeah. Uh, and even if it's just a per curiam order, that's an unsigned order of the court that outlines the ruling of the court and then says, it, it could say in that moment, we will have full opinions in the weeks to follow before the end of the term. But here's the outcome Roe is overturned. The judgment below is reversed. That's all they needed to do, because I, I think that still should be what they do. Yeah. Because what you don't want is to create even the appearance of the court being bullied, intimidated, threatened or harassed into procuring a different result. Nor do you want somebody undertaking violence with uh, a desire to affect the outcome of a case by taking away one or more justices who they think might disagree with them. Right. It's uh, Saving Nine is the name of the book. The author is Senator Mike Lee, Utah, a great Republican. We appreciate you coming on, Mike. Uh, so when it comes to, to that ruling, the people, the young people, especially in this country, don't understand Roe v. Wade. They think it made abortion legal. It actually, it actually gave women the privacy away from government to make a health choice by deeming abortion just another health choice. And also in the ruling, they talked about how abortion should be very rare. This isn't something that should be that should happen very often. We've now made it mean you can you can abort the child while it's in the birth canal on the way out. So how were they so successful, do you think, in making people, A, believe that abortion really is a civil right? It's not. It's not in the Constitution. And B, that this was about a, a woman choosing to abort any baby, anytime they want, doesn't matter what the reason. This isn't about incest and rape in the mother's life. That's, a, that's less than 2% of the cases. This is about convenience and, and convincing young people that this somehow made it legal, do whatever you want. How were they so successful, do you, do you think, in spreading that, that misinformation about Roe v. Wade? You know, Joe, there's the old adage that if you repeat something often enough, sooner or later, you and everyone else might start believing it, yeah. even if it isn't true. And when you've got the liberal news media establishment, the liberal entertainment media establishment, uh, the liberal academic establishment, including and especially the American law school experience, all reinforcing what this supposedly says— Eventually, you can get people believing it, even though uh, legal scholars at every point along the ideological spectrum, when Roe versus Wade was decided, they all agreed this is really bad reasoning as an opinion. Yeah. They all agreed there's nothing in the Constitution that really creates this right, certainly not in the way they described it. And so the, the emperor has no clothes at the end of the day, and Roe versus Wade has proven to be completely unworkable, setting aside from the fact that it's not just something that fails to find adequate grounding in the text and original understanding of the Constitution, it's fundamentally at odds with the structure and the text and the original understanding of the Constitution. Right. And that's why ultimately they're going to lose. By the way, I would recommend to all of your viewers and listeners out there, anyone, regardless of how you feel about abortion or how you think about Roe versus Wade, you really should read Justice Alito's draft majority opinion. 
it is a, uh, um, an absolute masterpiece. And it thoroughly makes the case that Roe versus Wade was bad from the beginning. It was bad law since 1973. The book is called Saving Nine. It's written by Senator Mike Lee. Please go and get this book. It's several copies. Share it with, with people as well. Um, when it comes to, to this ruling, um, and, and I think that it should, obviously, it should obviously happen, we're seeing people camped out and screaming and yelling and, and making unrest in the neighborhoods of these justices. That clearly is an attempt to, to intimidate a judge. That's against the law in all 50 states. It's against federal law. Why aren't people being arrested, do you think? Under 18 U.S.C. Section 1507, they should be arrested. They should be prosecuted because that is clearly what they're doing. When you show up at the home of a public official, in this case, a Supreme Court justice, the message that you send, regardless of what words you speak, the message you send is loud and clear. We know where you sleep. That's what they're saying. They're doing this to isolate, to denigrate, demean, and uh, marginalize these justices thinking about joining the Alito opinion. That's unlawful. They should be prosecuted. And those who are unwilling to prosecute them need to be investigated and thrown out of office. I couldn't agree more. It's Senator Mike Lee going at this book. It's called Saving Nine. One last question. It's got to be about guns. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall, shall not be infringed is clear. It comes after, uh, after a comma, which in today's language would be a period. That's a new part of the Second Amendment. It has nothing to do with militias. It, it, it is simply saying the people have the right to match what the government has. Now, I don't want us to have fighter jets. That'd be kind of silly to have in my backyard. I don't want a tank either. But I thought that Justice um, um, uh, Scalia said if you can hold it and you can have it, then you're allowed why did we change that? Why are we making the AR-15 the boogeyman when, in fact, we should be dealing with mental health and we should be fortifying schools? I don't know. Maybe like Congress is fortified. I don't know. Maybe like the president feels safe every day. Why are we talking about the Second Amendment as if we misunderstand it? Because the militant left is greedy and because the militant left knows only force. The militant left controls the message with the news media and with academia and the entertainment media. They're so accustomed to getting what they want they've gotten fast and loose and reckless with how they propose going about public policy. And they don't appear to mind all that much if people get harmed in the process. And if constitutional rights are eroded along the way, in their book, that's a, a feature, not a bug. But we have to remind the American people this is a right. And not everything that someone might view as good public policy is constitutional. In any event, it's not even good public policy to start banning the right of self-defense that the American people have as protected by the Second Amendment. You don't punish the law-abiding uh, based on the fact that there are a few bad people who abuse the right. What would happen, by the way, if we just banned all guns in the United States? We've got more guns than people in this country. The, the people who would be most likely to relinquish them would include a whole lot of law-abiding Americans. Yes. And you'd be left with a whole bunch of people who would then be unarmed, and those who would keep them would be disproportionately those bent on lawless activity to begin with. No one would be safer. Everyone would be less safe. Moreover, look at a lot of the mass shootings that have occurred. How have they been resolved peacefully? Very often, it's an armed citizen yes. who happens to be there. We had a mass shooting in Salt Lake City about 15 years ago. Tragic, horrific, as all of these are. It was brought to an end by an armed citizen a citizen relying on his Second Amendment rights. Uh, we, we should not be punishing the law-abiding for the sins of the few. Well, what you say is verifiably true. I had Michael Franzese on the other day, former mob boss, and he said 
We, we worked in New York, Joe, all five families. You couldn't get a gun in New York. He said, I had an arsenal anytime I wanted it because we were the bad guys and we could get our hands on it. And we felt really good when those we were going after, we knew they didn't have guns. Mike, if, if they know that I have guns, they probably won't stop to bother me. They'll go and bother somebody who doesn't. And I think that's the point. I hate the question, why does an 18-year-old need an AR-15? It's such a loaded question by somebody in the media that is protected by good guys with guns at work every day. It's Senator Mike Lee. Go and get this book. It's called Saving Nine. Mike, thanks a million for coming back on. I love the work you do for our country. And do me a favor, come back on often. Will do. Thanks so much, Joe. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on, lots to get to. I really enjoyed spending some time with Mike Lee. He's a U.S. Senator, great state of Utah. He knows a lot about the Constitution. I really like picking his brain on what we're looking at here. Um, Carrie, I'm wondering, during the break, did you find anything else out about uh, the legality of bringing a child to a strip joint? Uh, I did not. I just talked about, you know, the legal age to get into one. Is 21. Uh, in Texas, yeah. Have you seen those pictures or videos? I haven't. Mm-mm. I'll send you one, or, or you can look it up on Google, whatever. Okay. I'm guessing you'll you'll agree with me that they're not 21. Okay. All right. They're little kids. Mm. So we've got that for you, which is nice. And then, thank God it's Pride Month, because, woo, Carolina Panthers, I guess, they got them a, a new cheerleader. I just sent it to you. I got it. I'm ready. <laughs> you, look, you look really happy to have to read this one. Go ahead. From Yahoo Sports, Justine Lindsay made NFL history last week after she earned her spot on the Top Cats. Lindsay announced on Instagram she made the Carolina Panthers cheerleading squad for next season, which makes her the first openly transgender cheerleader in NFL history. Lindsay actually came out to her teammates and most of the people in her life when she published the post. Uh, Lindsay may not actually be the first transgender cheerleader to make an NFL team squad, as there aren't clear records across the league that could verify the fact. She is, though, the first person to be open about it. Come on, man. So another job that is intended for a woman is taken by somebody who isn't a woman. I know this person's saying that he's a trans woman. Um, That job should be for a woman. And the whole BS, like, we wouldn't have any idea that it was not a woman if they didn't tell us. that. See, that's just another level of, you know, we don't have real records as to whether this has happened before, as if it happens all the time. Yeah, we probably have tons of women who aren't really women who transition to being women that are now cheering for the football teams. Yeah. We, we just can't track it. Yeah. Later on in the story, you know, they've gone away from that term cheerleader, cheerleading squad to spirit squad. The top Stop cats it. have two men on their 30 person roster for the 2022 season as well. I'm going to say three. I'm going to go with three men. All right, Doug, Carrie, I appreciate that. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. My point is very simple. As we go through this process and as we capitulate to saying that men are women and women are men and whatever, you're literally going to do away with women in our society. And I'm not okay with that. I would prefer that there be men and there be women. 
And the argument that a trans woman is a woman is not a good argument. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Keep it here. Joe Pags.